Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Marlo's here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Steve's here. What are we laughing about? Just Marlo's general Marlo-ness is uh I like to I call it laconic this. Laconic like the Spartans. Truly, you are one of like the many them. ways I mimic the Spartans. Mm-hmm. I'm always saying this about myself. Yes. <laughs> well, fun fact about me is that for many years I attended the Laconian dance in Baltimore. Uh, Were you not allowed well, to say a lot or was it Spartan? No, it was just the specific Spartan society would throw this uh, dance okay. every every year, the day before Thanksgiving. And for young Greek Americans, let me tell you. It was a place to be. Are you actually uh, Spartan? I'm not, but my best friend is. Okay. Uh, I'm Samyoti. Is that just like an island? Samos, yeah. Oh, okay. It's an island, but it's the island that Herodotus comes from. It's the island that Pythagoras comes from. It's the Any uh, that... gods? Any myths? Hera. Would she, like, hang out there, or what'd she do? Yeah, that was the place she touched down on Earth. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. To, like, yeah. find her husband who's, like, a goose and fucking something. Well, Hera is Zeus's wife, so it's, it, she's kind of uh, the aggrieved wife of, uh, right. of ancient times. And, so. like, Zeus would constantly be an animal and fuck a woman like that. Yes. She didn't get to fuck anybody as animals, though, unfortunately. Yeah. But I do want to note that Pythagora and Irodotos are both family names in the Themelis family. My dad's real name is Irodotos, which is Herodotus. So I say, proves I'm a descendant. End of story. <laughs> no further inquiry needed. What are your... Um, because it is unusual uh, names. They're not Which very one was Herodotus? Erodotus. Yeah, that... Yeah, that's my dad's name. Well, which philosopher was that? It's fucking Herodotus, the historian who also zhizhed it up, depending on what audience he was talking uh, okay. to. So, checks out with my family, gotta say. Okay. This is why every time I confirm a Greek family story and it does turn out to be true, I'm like, holy shit, I thought this was zhizhed up more than it was. So, so far, so good. So you're liars. I assumed we were more liars than we have proved to be with my very modern lens. So so your family was being truthful about how much they were liars? My family is being truthful about all of these very seemingly dramatic stories of the past and where the family came from so far that I can investigate. I have yet to disprove one of the family lores. So it's an interesting thing because I, I talked about it a couple weeks ago, the thing about my grandparents' bar. And oh, right. I always yeah. heard this thing, la, la, la. And then to finally get like the actual, like this was published, blah, 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 the thing. Like, oh, I'm thinking they're like, I thought they zhuzhed it up. No, it was not just in the article about the Minas bar. It was they highlighted it in the middle of the page as a specific special Worst bar ever. <laughs> so my real dream and hope and listeners, if you ever gave a shit about donating to our our lonely Patreon or whatever, I am putting it out there that I want to do a research project wherein I prove or disprove this old family lore of mine that my great grandfather 
came to this country, went to work as a day laborer, and then in Pennsylvania, as far as I can tell, I've got the county, etc., but that he was not being paid correctly. So then he confronted his boss and hit him in the head with a shovel and then fled back to Greece. <laughs> so I want to see if I can find any evidence of a fucking Greek immigrant hitting some boss man in the head with a shovel in or around Beaver County, Pennsylvania uh, in the early 20th that century. Remind, that reminds so. me of, okay. an, of an Archie story. Right, Marlo? It reminds me of an Archie joke. I don't know about an Archie story necessarily, but I will just really quick say, Bonnie, if you're going to use Patreon money for a Henry Louis Gates, I also want a Henry Louis Gates. Oh, no, absolutely. No. Uh, yeah, no, because I only. I'm going to do a QAnon. So we come all, whatever the fucking thing is. We all get Henry Lewis right. games if one yeah, of us Yeah, no, because my grand, but great grandmother. I think we all are good pitches for Henry Lewis Gates, though, in our own unique way. So this is something I've thought about a little yeah, bit. Yeah, my, my great grandmother, we just have like the family fact that she was an anarchist, and no one knows what that actually actually means hell yeah she, she's I, like oh a my russian God. jew i need to do that research man yeah she's a russian wanna... jew <laughs> uh she was definitely a leftist radical hell exactly yeah. what kind we're not sure and only i actually give a shit in my family <laughs> exactly right so this is a thing is uh also i think other people in my family care tangentially but like i've already done a great deal of research and found all the records I could thus far for free, i.e. I found the ship manifests. Ooh. Um, I know the times they came over. And Henry again, Lewis Gates hard. loves ship manifests. Exactly. So Henry Louis Gates, shout out to you. Listen to this. Find your way in the universe to Henry Louis Gates. I'm putting in the vibe out there because I did do the research and because Greek is not in fucking Latin letters, they spelled my great grandfather's name different ways. Uh, I did a whole thing. I really did. I did like, okay, the times that I've been told in general are this and this. And I went through and I did find the manifests where my great grandfather came over first, was a day laborer for a while, and then went back to Greece. Then he came over with my great grandmother. They had my grandmother. They stayed 18 months and then they all went back to Greece. But because my grandmother was born on American soil, she was able to go to America during World War II when they weren't accepting refugees. But she was like, I kept the papers, <laughs> which also I want to know about how is this possible? You kept the proof of this fleeing Samos coming to a refugee camp in Palestine. She comes to America from Palestine and she's in a refugee camp. My grandfather, who's not yet married to her yet, is a guerrilla fighter and hears her yelling at people in the refugee camp and recognizes her voice and goes and finds her. Does your family and have like traditional sides? I have proof of that. Civil war, like the Greek civil war? I think or were you pretty my, much all gone I, by then? I, pretty much all gone, but I think like I definitely know there's no explicit communists in my direct family. I don't know about the uncles and et cetera. And it's definitely something that gets split in Greeks, whether you're like an explicit leftist or whatever. But my papu didn't talk about it. Like even my dad and my uncle didn't know the extent of his fighting until he died. And then my uncle and my dad contacted the Greek embassy wanting to know some information, if any. And then they like were like, oh, he did all these things. And when he died and uh, we did his funeral, the like guy from the Greek embassy came and did like the Greek flag ceremony on his coffin. Oh. So like, <laughs> there's still some things I like would love if there's any information about good or bad things that my actual family did during that time and whatever, I did find the shit manifest for when he came over, for when my grandmother came over, because she came over five years before him, and that's why my 
my dad and my uncle are five years apart. <laughs> I was like, you did it, girl. Uh, <laughs> look, listeners, I would make this shit worth your while with my research <laughs> because either I'm going to find out a confirmation of these wild stories or I'm going to find out like somebody's a bad guy or something. <laughs> More or less. And there's no other way but to like actually try to go somewhere and see if I can find something. Like if he hit somebody in the head with a shovel, like I'm going to go to the library and the historical society and see if they have old timey newspaper prints and et cetera. Like, because I'm sure if the, an immigrant hit somebody in the head with a shovel, cross my fingers, hope they wrote about it or whatever. New, New York Post is actually the oldest still in print American. Newspaper, I'm pretty sure. Or I made that up. But, um, well, I'm just saying newspapers were the hot shit. They wrote about kind of anything. Yeah, I I just imagine like early 20th century New York Post being like the Greek menace. Yes. Do you guys know how much I would love to find a story that, like, (laughs) (laughs) implied something of this nature? Oh my God. Like, hubba hubba. (laughs) I would love it. Do you know what year they came uh, over? Yes. So I know. Pythagora, my Yaya's father, he came over twice, which is something I discovered doing my Ellis Island research. I had been under the impression that the experience of him coming to America had been this experience of basically dropping my Yaya as a anger baby here, right? And then... I started doing some research and then I asked my dad and my uncle and et cetera, some more questions. And then it came out, there was a possibility that my great grandfather had come a couple years previous to the time he came when my Yao was years, born. Well, I didn't pull up these notes because I wasn't <laughs> planning on talking about this. But I, have it. I believe it's uh, 1913 and 1916. It might be a little bit further back. It might be a little bit more spread apart. But I know having my Yao was 1916. So I don't know if the shovel incident, I don't know which time that might have transpired. It's called the shovel game. <laughs> But yes, it was this story I'd heard like initially as this throwaway story of like, oh, yeah, well, yeah, they they weren't paying him. So he hit him in the head with a shovel and then he went back to Greece. (laughs) And then I get older and I'm like, wait, 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 extrapolate on this. Tell me everything you know. So now my uh, dream is to do a little bit more deep research. And then even going farther than that, I really want to go back to the village and go through the baptismal records because I have like a handful of stories that I just as a fucking little kid weirdo like either I had heard from my grandparents or like my yaya's best friend came over on the ship with her and it was my Thea Fagnon so she also would tell us stories about like when they were young and I like just obsessively kind of like recorded this in my own journals and diaries like so I have these handful of stories about what life was like on the island and what the dynamic was but that's it beyond who my great grandparents are i can't tell you anything else about my greek family and uh, that's pretty common for greeks they i mean the farthest that could possibly exist is to the war of independence and uh samos was um not even like part of greece until 1913 <laughs> So the best shot I have at any like weird, cool record stuff would be via the church, the actual church in the actual village and whatever. Like my first boyfriend, coincidentally, was a Greek boy whose family was also from Samos. And uh, there wasn't a ton of Samos people, but it just happened to be that. And his dad went back to Samos and then like, People in Samos knew who the Themelises were, like my grandfather or whatever. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So the stories I've always gotten is that like my grandfather side of things, they were like big shots in the village they're in which yeah so the word my fiafanyol always used for big shot which she would pronounce it mean like big (laughs) shot (laughs) Uh, (laughs) the word is prohunda so she would go oh your papa he was such prohunda you know what i mean i mean big shot you think he big shot 
shots, right? But then as she's telling the story, the reason his family thinks they're a big shot is because they have their own well. <laughs> and they have their own goat as well. See, yeah, pretty they have a goat much. And, and then well. everybody else is supposed to go to the communal well. And uh, my Tia Fignon had this very lovely story about, because uh, my Yaya's family wasn't as prestigious in the dynamic of the That's island. That's slightly right? less good. Her family, they ran the bakery, but yes, not as not as they they so. own the means uh, of producing water. So there's a story my Fifanio tells about be, like the actually the Themelis well was a lot closer than the communal well. So they decide they're just gonna go <laughs> steal water from the Themelis well. Oh god damn. Fucking <laughs> Hatfields and so McCoy's they, shit. Ah. So they sneak over there, and then my Thea Fignol is the one, like, they're kind of like, you do it, you do it, whatever. So my Thea Fignol goes over to it, and she's pulling up the water, and she turns around, and then my papa is there, and he, like, scares her, and she drops the water everywhere. And then my, yeah, they were not together at this point, right? My Thea Fignol is like, oh, and then she's laughing with him, like, oh, it's so hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I dropped the water. Like, I always loved this story because it was like her story of how she knew that there was something between them. It is them. very ill past um, Well, it's literally a scene in Lawrence of Arabia. Oh, okay. In the beginning of Lawrence of Arabia, Lawrence is being brought on camels by one of the tribesmen. And they come across, I think, a different tribes well and so the tribesman is like we're stealing their well water and then he comes up and then shoots him <laughs> he shoots him over the okay so it's not really water. a scene from Lawrence of well, Arabia it, it has it has different conclusions but the same premise right. your people fell in love and in Lawrence of Arabia it started a tribe war <laughs> right so it's the a little different in the I forget the other tribe but yeah that's when they say you are silly people the Muslims are stupid silly people yeah, yeah. it's a very famous uh, <laughs> colonialist moment when the white man's screaming at the Arabs yeah rest in peace Prince Philip yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good segue Oh my gosh. Shouts out to my fellas in the Greek Australian diaspora. I do know that that is a major um, diaspora. Yes. And also, they feel the brunt of the weird, delusional, like Philip the Greek bullshit than I think anywhere else in the Commonwealth, probably. So, shouts out. I know you're dealing with some weird, super white Australians being like, are Greeks white? And they do it a fun way. They do it super fun over there. And I love it. Shouts out to you. I enjoy it. But um, yes, this is an opportunity to talk about one of my least favorite things, which is ethnic Greeks themselves who think it's cool that there's this weird pseudo-Greek royalty glommed into the overall British royal Greek royal royalists, family. I think you're... Or monarchists? Yes. Are they monarchists yes, or are but, they royalists? But no, no, no. Okay, so when the Greek Civil War happened post-World War II, not everyone who was considered on the royalist side was necessarily really into this idea. It was just who got whose attention in this like scramble for weird like control in a really decimated it was Greece. Based by communism. So yes, exactly. So you were royalist if you were anti-communist, regardless of what the fuck you felt ideologically. And those things happened uh, often village to village, like uh, old school family feud to family feud, like depending based on, on well your feeling. personal well, personal or fucking weird alliances like that and not necessarily born of pure political ideology. Like, I want to separate the dynamic there from, like, Greek leftism that is pretty developed. So, yeah, your ways. Yaya so, steals from your grandfather's well 
Mm-hmm. And then uh, he falls in love. Well, well, yeah, but then like as a result, <laughs> not of that, in any way, not in any way fam- to get more water. Those two families are feuding, <laughs> and one of them is royalist, so the other must be communist. But then, meanwhile, your Yaya and your Greek word for grandfather are falling in love in a very Romeo and Juliet fashion. Starcross. Yeah, there's there's Starcross <laughs> lovers. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh yeah, but that was also my joke about Prince Philip is that despite being born in Greece, he's just a byproduct of a weird crypto colony attempt. And also, he did, never spoke Greek. He never went to Greece. He left as a baby when they he were He went exiled. to Nazi Germany. Exactly. And arguably the greatest thing about him is his marriage. Hey. Thank you. Thank hey. you. Hey. Hey. Opa, opa. Yes. That's what the Greeks <laughs> say at the comedy club. <laughs> <laughs> they don't laugh, they just shout over. Bravo. They might say bravo too. Yeah. They might they might hiss. That's also a thing. It means you're really getting it. People be dying. <laughs> this play is not gay enough for me. Yes. Would be a thing they'd say in ancient Greek theater, I assume. The older oh, yeah, men yeah. are not having a healthy relationship with a younger man enough, I think is what they would hiss at. This boy isn't hairless enough. Mm -hmm. Or they would just argue about whether or not comedy or tragedy is a better representation of reality. I don't know. I've been listening to Bunny's Beans. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you know, Greek philosophy (laughs) do be like that. But I think the important thing to remember about Greek philosophy is that there was a variety of thought and despite later thinkers deciding that Aristotle got things right for like a thousand years before they tried something else does not mean Aristotle did that on purpose <laughs> I think even he assumed these dipshits would do something different to quote Aristotle oh boy I love founding white civilization <laughs> <laughs> That's my qualm with the Greek royalists and my greater qualm with the Greeks who seem to actively choose to lean into white supremacist fucking ahistorical nonsense and try to claim it and try to be like, it does count that his father was technically made the prince of Greece or the king of Greece. Like, it does count, even though, like, nobody's ethnically Greek, nobody's speaking Greek, they're not Greek Orthodox. You know, Prince Philip's father, who was the king of Greece or whatever the fuck, did not grow up in Greece. (laughs) Like... It's pretty lame. Only if you have some weird old-timey affection for the idea of the British monarchy and uh, their attempt to, like, spiderweb their way and have them being connected to every single seat of nobility possible. You know, if you're not invested in that story. And it's weird. It's weird to me that a Greek would be invested in that story. It, like, didn't benefit Greece at all. Like, there's a reason why Prince Philip's family had to flee when he was a small baby. (laughs) Like, it's not as if they were beloved of the people while they were there. So they like um, representation. So um, and it's funny because I think calling Philip Phil the Greek was intended to be disparaging in the context. Of, oh, yeah. Almost like, certainly. Yeah, uh, because Greeks are so, silly so, people. They're stupid people. They're hairy. Okay, royal, so we're loud. My yeah. argument real quick is that when Constantinople (laughs) fell, the last emperor conveyed the title of Roman emperor to the uh, king of Spain. So I'm going with that's the true king of the Greeks. King of Spain. The king of Spain. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm just, I'm just saying. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm also saying that Greece is the modern Roman Empire, so you have that to go with. Too, <laughs> it's the yeah. rightful successor. The yeah. Republic of Greece is the rightful successor to the Roman Empire. Is my argument. So you should appreciate that <laughs> nonsense and go with my theory that the King of Spain 
is the king of Greece slash Roman emperor slash Byzantine. I'll take but it. You know what? I'm not even uh, calling it Byzantine. I'm just calling it Roman Empire. Byzantium. It, well, Byzantine would be the overall, uh, like, uh, a piece of art can be Byzantine or whatever. But no, I'm, the I'm capital saying is Byzantine, Byzantine emperor versus Roman emperor. I'm just titling that Roman emperor out of respect. Oh, yeah. Sure. Fair. I'll allow it. <laughs> well... Yeah, but that was also what jokerified me this week is seeing the random Greeks who pop up to do these kind of apologetics, like wanting a claim. Okay, real quick history for normal people. What is his connection to Greece? He was born on the Why? island of Corfu. Where is Corfu? Because his... It, I, I know. Is it like on what side of Greece? Is it at the bottom? Is it on the east, west? It's... Where Ithaca is, like on the other, where Odysseus is trying to get to. So (laughs) on the side that like the closest coast of the other is the. Okay, so it's on the Italian side. Right. Yeah, so so it's on the Italian side. Like, Is it by what used to be called Dalmatia? (laughs) Today called like former Yugoslavia pretty much. Well, no, no, it's more south of that. Like I'm saying like, you know how Italy is a boot. (laughs) <laughs> Literally, probably the closest point in Greece to the heel of the boot is Corfu. Isn't there like a BBC um, series so, about like, is that about Prince Philip's family? There's like a whole affectionate like, kind of mythology around it, it seems. But essentially, there was this attempt to, in the years post the Greek independence, there was sort of this jockeying of, trying to get some power in Greece, but Greece doesn't have anything except the cool stories. You know, like, that's the complicated thing. Like, would Greece have gotten support for independence when they did if there weren't, like, a handful of fucking British people who were horny for the idea that that they concocted in their heads of Greece? You know, the Philhellenes, Lord Byron, literally fucking died in Greece coming to fight in the Greek War of Independence. So, I don't know. It's complicated in this way. Whatever. But then there was this very kind of concerted effort to impose and, like, envelop Greece into this broader idea of the the crown and etc. And the king of Denmark was designated as the person who was going to get Greece. And that's Philip's dad or uncle. It might be more extended than that. (laughs) And then his dad was a prince. But yeah, so then like his father, I believe, was the monarch of Denmark and Greece. And Philip was originally Philip of Greece. And then he like relinquished his titles in order to marry Elizabeth. But yeah, he left Greece when he was a literal baby, never learned to speak Greek and never went to visit as an adult. Charles went many times. Philip's mother sort of had this life where she kind of became like all she did was philanthropy in Greece as a older widowed woman. But beyond that, it's a technicality that he is born into the Greek and Danish royal families. He's born into the Danish royal family, which technically had a hold on Greece for a temporary period of time. And then uh, they're exiled. There's something very Edwardian era about the idea of the ladies club for support of the island of Corfu. Like, I could just imagine, like, that being a charity (laughs) that would run in that sort of slightly post-Victorian England by, like, (laughs) you know, wealthy housewives who are bored and have nothing better to do. I might have misspoken. I think technically Philip was baptized Greek Orthodox, but he was only ever in touch with German Protestantism of his family. And then when he married Elizabeth, he became whatever they have to be, Church of England. You can just call it whatever they have to be. So you're saying he is legitimately Greek, (laughs) is what you're saying. I'm saying technically, I believe they did at least take that step. So I, I had been maybe more disparaging. Well, I mean, no, if you convert away. I thought they didn't even get baptized Greek Orthodox, but um, he wasn't raised. I mean, I think certainly there's people who would 
say he was raised Greek uh, Orthodox, for, like, but that's late not European royalty, weird bureaucratic technicalities about religion. I love that shit. So yeah, no, he was baptized yeah. Greek Orthodox. He's Greek Orthodox. That's fine. But once you marry the Queen of England and become the Prince Consort, you are now Anglican. So that doesn't count anymore. Like, mm-hmm. that's just all there is to it. I don't give a shit. Yeah, he was raised fucking whatever the fuck Norwegians believe in. Probably some depressed, like, Protestant mm-hmm. snow god. But, <laughs> yeah, no, once you become the prince consort of England and you have to convert to Anglicanism, you just had to convert to Anglicanism, and now you're Anglican. Before, when you were baptized Greek Orthodox and the designated successor to the Greek throne, sure. You were Greek Orthodox for however much time that was. I definitely don't validate any aspect of the legitimacy of yeah, the Greek crown all because bullshit, but that's the part, system. Like it was a crypto colonizing mechanism, not something that was actually mined some sort of inbred system of nobility. It would be different if there was some sort of indigenous Spain, baby. That's I mean, my but point. that's half of the things since ancient times. We don't like kings. King it's of Spain. <laughs> like, there would yeah, be a succession be from fair. the uh, Byzantine throne. So I don't know if that's an ideology, but I'm going to take it up. Is the king of Spain is the rightful, <laughs> legitimate heir to the Greek crown? You could also, yeah, and I feel like then you can make some kind of oh no, this is going to get between super the two. Like that, there's a bridge. Fast. This is going to be very like <laughs> Carlist fascist kind of weird fascia royalism kind of shit like this is not remotely going to be like <laughs> oh what how do the jews reckon into this you really want them to ask I'm just the saying, less what, the least about what connects what connects greeks and spaniards but Sephardic um, fascist movements <laughs> in both countries i feel like i feel like it is a thing Sephards did the, yeah sure big you know. <laughs> uh, I have a funny story. Go ahead. <laughs> so yesterday, my lovely girlfriend, Ariel, called me up and said, so I was doing a deep dive on the Red Scare podcast. Cool. <laughs> and it was like one of those moments when you're not sure how to respond and you're like, should I celebrate this or should I say, no, 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 please don't. And uh, she's like, and I come to the conclusion, I don't like him. And I'm okay. like, me too. Me too. She's <laughs> like, I came into it with an open mind. I listened to them and I was like, they're like pick me girls. Yeah. And uh, they're mean and they don't like feminism. And they have eating disorders. And they're and too they cool invented. for school yeah. living in their Brooklyn. Yeah. Because they're on. And I was like, uh, and then we had a two hour conversation about why we don't like Red Scare. And I think that. Was a lovely story. Yeah, no. That is. That's it's a, a great that's a nice life, life of, you know, because that conversation could have gone two ways and it went in the most beautiful way. I mean, I, I feel like from how mm-hmm. much I know Ariel, I kind of would assume she wouldn't like Red Scare. Yeah. I, no, I, I, I would too. <laughs> I would be very surprised if she liked Red Scare, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. Right, right. But she was like, well, you know, I went into it with open mind. It's these yeah, I don't ladies, ladies dirtbag left ladies, you know, in theory, that should be something that a feminist would be into. And then she's like, well, women who care about things um, are just fake. (laughs) And uh, (laughs) abortion is bad. And we should all be more tradcast. Practice. (laughs) Pretty much. So I guess we (laughs) have... A feud with Red Scare now. Cool. Well, we should get in line because I hear it's a popular thing to be. Okay, uh, sure. I mean, like, I don't ever I, think about that. Well, if y'all come across this and y'all want to be, <laughs> I, I don't let's give do a it. shit. Like, okay? it's not like, for me, like, and I'll never well, listen to it. And I think it's dumb, <laughs> but like, whatever. And then she went on a deep dive of Adam and Dasha's relationship and all what of the, the rumors. Oh, no. <laughs> 
Okay, that's that's carrying the lead. Like, uh, yeah, no, like Ariel listens to some Red Scare and is like, "Oh, this sucks." Uh, I was like, "Yeah, I thought that would happen," but uh, she's just becoming a fucking weirdo on like the come down subreddit. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, okay. The backstory to this is I got her into Come Town Dream first. Girl. Well, yeah, obviously. And, and now You're a good boyfriend, she was... that's what they do. <laughs> that's what they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then now she's really invested on whether or not Dasha cheated <laughs> on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's so goddamn stupid and i love it i like it makes you wish there was a gossip columnist whose beat was yeah. fucking brooklyn podcasters <laughs> like like is there a third party well then i heard that to? well then i <laughs> heard that uh the, well ariel uh brought it to my attention that azalea banks and red scare were beefing Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it was true and on, I think, tried uh, to get her into one of their Epstein episodes. And she's like, I hope you're not boring like Red Scare is. And then Red Scare got ticked mm-hmm. off by that. And I'm sure he used it to their... Yeah, whatever. I mean, like, whatever. That's the thing is that they're yeah. like, not fucking cool enough. Like, if I was fucking Red Scare, I'd be like, that is fucking dope as shit. That, that is Celia Banks. Yeah, no, I, I'd put like, it in the hilarious. bio. Like, I, but I would be like, mwah, mwah, mwah. Like, yeah. And so they act basic about it and pretend that they're not being, like, the basic skinny bitches. Their weird fat phobia is kind of, like, just in and of itself is, like, what I was like, dude, fuck off. Like, I don't care if your your practice is good. Like, there's a snooze alert. Oh, like, go off, get queen. Out of here. Keep keep uh, keep it rolling with why you hate Red Scare so much. We're gonna take this. We're gonna take this, <laughs> and we're gonna bring it to their attention. <laughs> it's boring, and then it's like it's telling me it's so fucking provocative, and I'm just like, what is now? I can't. I can't. I can't co-sign this. Yeah. Okay. Illusion. Uh, uh, and I, I shan't, and I won't. I get what people are horny for. But me, I don't give a shit about these particular girls. They remind me of some of the people I tolerate. People I've been at a party and I tolerate this person. So, no, I'm not especially eager to listen to a podcast uh, where then they're like petty and mean in ways that aren't even super fun. Please, please, no, so, let's deconstruct you know. what we don't like about them. Keep going. Keep, keep going, Bunny. Well, I'd say there's an art to being like a certain kind of bitchy where you keep it fun and it's transgressive in a refreshing way and et cetera. But they're not doing that. They are pretending like they're already (laughs) receiving credit for doing that. That's how they like perform you know, is it that they and, take themselves um, too seriously? Is that the crux of it? Or is it that they it, have legitimately I it, bad I think they, viewpoints? I do think they have bad viewpoints in politics, but I also think they have that certain disease of... Oh my God, I'm so clever that you can't possibly tell like where my real feelings lie, but also I can't myself. Which which can work in context, (laughs) like Like comedic context. Yeah, Yeah, if you're really funny, like you know, the the irony uh, blurring is can work to people's advantages. Yeah, I fucking hate to say it, but y'all bitches are not come down. <laughs> like, you're nowhere near that level of clever and funny. And like, I'm not trying to gas the boys up more than they already are. But it's like, come on, like, not even for women's sake. I'm not going to pretend <laughs> like anything the Red Scare Girls doing is even coming close to mining the same kind of like transgressive uh, territory that you know, even doesn't work on Come Town, you know? Like, it's, uh, I'm not even talking about the best bits. Like, uh, Red Scare, it, they're riding high off of their relative cool girl ability in a very narrow scope of things. 
half of the things I ever hear about them is just their mean girl stuff. I don't, I've never heard somebody be like, oh my God, they put this concept so well that I had to like tell other people about it in this specific way, you know, like they're not giving people things of value. Gotta say, even fucking come down once in a while is giving somebody something of fucking value. Well, at least for women. Well, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> definitely part of it. Uh, the other aspect of it is even if they did give a good perspective on it, I wouldn't agree with it. Well, yeah, I think it's obvious there's a lot of contradictions and well, where do you where think they're, they're coming, coming from? from? The stuff we can reduce to being like trad is mm -hmm. like something I can't relate to. Like, and I perceive it as something as as the anxieties of a younger woman who has certain conditioning. Like, I don't see it as insightful or whatever. I see this as somebody who's got. Uh, more concentrated conditioning about femininity and your role in the overall picture of humanity. See, this is where you're. This is um, where you're caring too much. Then I do things, Bunny, and <laughs> we just want healthcare, just, uh, honey. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't give a fuck about these women's future babies. Like, fuck you. I don't give a fuck about that. And I don't give a fuck about, like, this romantic story you're writing about it already uh, in the guise of, like, you're different and whatever. It's the same old shit. And it's not even that deep politically. It's just weird, narcissistic fucking narrative storytelling that justifies your own existence and what you have been compelled to do. I will say do. the one redeeming thing I saw them do <laughs> and, was interview Zizak and that's because I appreciated how he railroaded all of their input. He just talked over them. I've only heard talked over them and would not give them an edge into a conversation. And anytime they did question him, he just steamrolled right by it. Marlo, do you have any thoughts? Well, okay, yeah, that's just Zizek. And my thoughts on, on yeah. uh, Red Scare are I've never listened to Red Scare because everything I heard about Red Scare, it sounded like I wouldn't like it. And I've never heard anything that would suggest I would like it. So I just haven't listened to it. And I'm pretty happy about that. Good on you. <laughs> well, I think most people, the reason they listen to Red Scare, yeah. most people I know, is because of yeah. Amber because they listen to Chapo and like she's like the person who's a guest the most on Red Scare and she was, did that interview in a and, in like know. a semi-conservative fascist magazine with them and she consistently when I do listen to Chapo she consistently says the thing that should that be like, in a Red Scare ah. episode <laughs> you know so I mean like personally it's just like I'm aware these women exist I don't relate to them so I don't really get any value despite us being relatively on some side of the political spectrum, supposedly, you know, like... Um, well, I think I know these what you identified, the tradness, <laughs> is something that um, Marlo's brought up before about the, the assumption of... Yeah. Working class people uh, being, workerism. Yeah, workerism, which is assuming that workers are more conservative than yeah, I the mean, that's average a part liberal. Of it, but yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, but also, isn't it a little bit of like mining this territory of this ideal vision of a world and then harnessing person. and right. saying we need like, to tailor our political engagement to that social conservatism yeah so you make up a dipshit hillbilly who works in a fucking coal mine or, or, and then you're like we gotta be more racist to appeal that, to this i mean guy. you're approaching like, it from to give a marxist critique you're you're approaching it from a uh idealist perspective uh, yeah i sure they, am, not you not you. I didn't do that. Right. No, no, no. Um, I, I mean, like, where you're just saying, uh, <laughs> I mean, the socialist principle should be this is what we need to do to make all of our lives better, not. I need to speak in this code to get these people on my side. To me, it's also like this diluted nonsense. Like there's this mystical quality to the worker that you've got to like tune into, you know, as opposed to a worker just being a yeah, person like they, who they is fucking, a worker. 
when you go out to eat, <laughs> you know? they're the one they're serving you. And also, you're probably a worker, too. So, like... Going on that assumption, it also comes with a lot of other baggage that they bring with it, such as misogyny doesn't exist, the patriarchy doesn't exist, and that these are all things that bourgeois concepts like that bourgeois, they, they, like they throw onto the worker to make the worker feel bad when the worker is has a deeper reactionary social which, conditioning. Which, you know, like, fuck it. Like, yeah, I do think I have more of uh, <laughs> yeah. working class bona fides than these people. And um, I'm not afraid to say so. So, like, to me, it's just like this dissonant fucking bullshit that I'm used to hearing from well-intentioned people of all kinds of backgrounds where it's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about because my lived reality is this day-to-day, things aren't making sense because this doesn't make sense. And I'm being told Mm -hmm. that it does make sense and I'm supposed to pretend it makes sense. Like, the stuff that they say just always strikes me as someone who's academically approaching this, who's gotten aware that this is a thing. And maybe they've had some micro experiences that validate it for them but it, or it's it a, certainly does or, not feel or it's a like put on they get it i'm being generous by not saying it's a put on but yeah like best case scenario it's a well-intentioned attempt at exploring uh, something they became aware of you know but it seems born of an academic framework rather than uh, you know, for me, I a lot of these things I feel as though I discovered an academic framework later that was able to clarify things well, I was uh, already experiencing. Aren't we aware that uh, this I, isn't Red Scare specifically, but it's actually even giving them too much credit? But um, Felix is feuding with Amy Therese right now. Are we aware that that's happening? Um, <laughs> no, but I, please update us. Okay, so do and we hey, know who Amy Therese is? <laughs> Steven? Uh, I have less familiar. Well, I, I know do, that but... she's in the Red Scare, Mike Tracy, Glenn yeah. Greenwald, okay. anti woke, post left. Bullshit. She she has a podcast uh, called What's Left. She's Australian. I've never listened to her podcast for the same reason I've never listened to Red Scare. So yeah, I only know secondary information because uh, normal and I just don't listen to shit I don't think I'll like. But she's most well known beyond the people who listen to her podcast, which is very small. Uh, she has like just the most insane takes on Twitter and they've gotten progressively over the years like sort of just contrarian from a left perspective to just sort of like she's kind of openly just right wing now and she's got some takes that are like on par with the feeling i have about jordan peterson like did someone create this in a lab to irritate yeah. me specifically <laughs> like she's got that same fine yeah, quality anyway, so uh, she was like banned a while ago for <laughs> bullshit reasons like saying we should beat warren which clearly actually did mean like beat in the electoral sense she was not calling for the physical uh beating of Warren, but also I don't actually believe in free speech and I disagree with her politically, so I'm fine with her getting silenced for that. Anyway, so since then she's had a series of throwaway accounts and on the latest one so like felix said something i think about euthanasia earlier like about the people who like talk about that they're against euthanasia or whatever have never seen someone die of cancer like some shit to that extent and i think amy therese then like just decided to be against euthanasia and had this long post about how it's actually going to be like the PMC who will decide to kill off useless members of the working class or, or some shit like that. To which Felix then uh, retweeted with the comment crackhead take. And Amy Therese has been on a fucking tirade about Chavo Trap House ever since then and it's just been a thing that's (laughs) happened for the last like five days that if you're a strange person who follows strange people on twitter you know about this like that's basically what's going on (laughs) yeah (laughs) 
I love it. I'm into it. Anyway, nothing's happened in the real world for the last week. <laughs> it's just all been like Prince Philip bullshit. Oh, yeah. DMX died. Rest in peace. Well, um, DMX did die. So, yeah. It was one of these celebrity deaths that made me feel unexpectedly yeah. confronted with my own. I don't own know. Like, he was the... <laughs> so- Standard at any house party you were at in 2003. Exactly. My entire office, like, it was this funny thing where it got confirmed via Twitter or whatever. And then people in my office were like, oh, damn, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, we're all in this, like, certain bubble of millennial age where we have, like, young teenage to adolescent, like, real fixed memories where, like, a DMX is just playing. Yeah, no, it's a yeah. staple of... This sounds super uh, fun. I want to come. Short town, suburban life. 
Also, I would love to return to Ocean City, New Jersey. I would love to once to get the ghost tour going again. I'd like to, after like 15 yeah. years, go on the Ocean City, New Jersey yeah. ghost tour again. <laughs> so <laughs> I've got a lot of stupid dreams in these uh, tentatively post-ish pandemic times. And I hope they fail. So. I hope that nothing opens and uh, that we have a fourth unexpected wave uh, that bypasses any of the immunities that the uh, vaccine uh, may or may not give you. Yeah, that would be cool, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be all right with that as well. But uh, I think me and Marley are ready to get in where we fit in. Yeah, I man. will be a right, throwaway line in a Billy Joel song. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Black, 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 all black. I want to do oh, is, is act out being the people that was, from the Billy that Joel was a, song wasn't in that actual a New Jersey. Robot Chicken bit. Yeah, the, where where Billy Joel goes around in claymation and kills people f- and gets the power of their story. I think the bet. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That sounds like a good <laughs> bit and almost nice, makes me okay. want to think that maybe robot chicken's better than I remember. And now I'm going to do a robot chicken deep dive and go, eh, it's okay. I've been watching joke. the nanny guys. And okay, I, okay. I, now the, um, the big so question horny, of the but... day for me was uh, <laughs> we didn't start the fire, reactionary or good. That yeah, was my... sure. Reactionary, whatever. I don't give a shit. Guys, based yeah, or I think cringe? it's fair to say reactionary, but you have Shut to. Up. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> you have to realize the novelty of saying so many names so fast supersedes yeah, and also, any like, real meaning. Uh, so end of the, the world song, is a better patter song. So what the fuck do I give a shit? Well. Yeah, What? Where is this comparison? <laughs> I'm offended by that comparison. Yeah, Black Hole Sun is not a patter song. If there's no comparison except Funny, you're the about Broadway it, lady. You should know this. Is, uh, is I associate, I know, I associate We Didn't Start the Fire as being like an end of the world sort of, oh, like this, this stuff's happened and we didn't start it. And Black Hole Sun is about the literal. Um, all right, all right. I was going with the structure of they shout a bunch of things really fast, <laughs> which is called a patter song, which Black Hole Sun first. is not. Uh, that that yeah. Broadway bit about. Um, well, West Side Story, something, something America is, but yeah, end of the world, and wait, yeah, that wait. one, and I also the uh, that one. Well, the the best part of that song is when they're like, <laughs> but, uh, also, what's the HMS Pinafore? That part's the better way. Yeah, that's the like prototypical, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, Black Hole Sun's not. It is a good song. I'll give you that it's a no, great it's just, song. No, it's just going to be... Well, in, in my mind, We Didn't Start the Fire is about the fire that's ending the it's, world. It's, it's a, and it's, so is Black Hole Sun. This so. is like the most harebrained... <laughs> Uh, this is literally but my eight-year-old idea of of things. This is not. Uh, I'm not arguing. This is a intelligent. Well, also, I mean, of end of the world is also <laughs> about anyway. the end of the world. So there's You're right that. To mock I feel me. like we weirdly didn't address. Yeah, no, it's it's called the oh, name. Oh, damn! You're like, right. We had we had yeah. in like middle school. We had to do What's uh, the, that uh, whole thing. We had to do yeah. a class project on one thing. In the song, I just yeah. had a history teacher play it for us and go, "That was that song," and we all went, "Okay." <laughs> no, everyone in the yeah. and I was just like Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> oh, oh, the Patter song I by Bob Dylan, is "Subterranean there. Homesick uh, Blues." Oh yeah, but also a Patter song. Yep, that's um, what I why I said it was the Patter song. You know what? Yeah, I, I'm no, gonna take I a mean, stand. Like, it's a stupid gimmick, but like, in the basement, I might enjoy them the when I'm in the basement. Think uh, about the government. <laughs> Keep Steve. Actually, I'm oh, pretty enchanted with your. Marlo can't do his impression now. of them. Actually, yeah, no, so. I, I'm the one with the Bob Dylan impression. It was like always my thing. <laughs> 
No. But also, I don't know the lyrics. I'm not disparaging yours. I was just saying. I can. I feel like I can tolerate a patter yeah, song sure. if man in the trench coat, bad guy later. It's the key. So if this is ever like if if it's uh, crucial that I enjoy a patter song, <laughs> it's got to be one of you guys. All the <laughs> names mentioned in "End of the World as We Know It" have the initials LB. Leonard Bernstein. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Patterson, yeah, you know what? Yeah, the only ones I like are yeah. in uh, Pirates of Penzance. I do like that one. I do like that one. I am a very, yeah, a very model of a modern major general. I do enjoy that. Yeah, yeah I'll admit it. <laughs> but I feel like it's the only uh, Rogers um, and Hammers. There is that? Oh, Gilbert and musicals. Okay. It's the only Gilbert. No, right, right, Gilbert right. and Sullivan. They're it's the older guys. They're not. Oh, look at you on your high <laughs> They're uh, operatic. <laughs> look, I went I to know the difference between an operatic. <laughs> These are things I learned in a, a college musical. class. Yeah, I have uh, the first yeah. recording well, well, yes, of I did. my fair lady when they called it. <laughs> I do hold it precious because it's um, what's classy, okay? Uh, I've, I have a pretty good, you know, movie knowledge because movies were accessible to me. But my knowledge of things that you could only see if you had access to seeing Broadway, etc. Any any little bit of info, I coveted it because all my the musicals I knew prior to higher education, more or less, were just what had been made into a movie musical. So, West Side Story. (laughs) It's why I do know that song. Sound of Music. uh, Fucking, I didn't see Rent forever, but I eventually got to hear the soundtrack, you know? (laughs) So, I think, but actually, actually, I think the first musical i saw actually on stage was green green dress Mm. which is like the guy who wrote rent it's the other musical he wrote (laughs) and there's like one good song that uh no it's tick tick boom is the name of the play but the good song is called green green dress but that production and then every subsequent clip of a production mm-hmm. of that show the green dress is not that great <laughs> like but there's a whole song about the green green dress and how it's so beautiful that he's entranced by her and uh, i'm like come on guys there's a lot i know he says in the song there's all these buttons but you could figure out a better way to place the buttons because those are the lyrics green green dress 20 buttons in a strap <laughs> it's not very good it says also, Rent was well, yeah, it's that partially French lifted guy. from another creator. No, wasn't it? Uh, oh, okay. What were they French? Because that was it was a woman. Part. Oh no, no, no! Those things are those elements are definitely there. But oh, okay, the, uh, okay, the okay. actual like development of Rent itself. There's a specific story that obviously I'm I didn't look up and don't have notes for, but I am aware of. <laughs> uh, but like yes, was, there are those other things, and obviously that's why he he does yeah, the part about something about like tuberculosis or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, uh, La Boheme. La Boheme. That's why, the, you know, the song's La Vie Boheme. Yeah, it mirrors that that structure. And et cetera. But I, yes, I listen to the Rent musical. Oh, and then um, the few musicals I that we, like, did in high school, yeah. right? That was my exposure. So I did um, Guys and Dolls. Very fun. Mm. I did not get any of the good parts. <laughs> so... Just ensemble. Mm. Um, I do argue I would be a great Adelaide. I'd be a shit Sarah Brown, but a great Adelaide. And I love that song, Adelaide's Lament. Because uh, she gets to do a really <laughs> stupid, old-timey Brooklyn accent. But sing it. Average and married female. It's very, it's super fun. Uh, <laughs> and then I love damn Yankees. I love like dumb old musicals. Like uh, I love dumb old musicals that have an obvious um, mm-hmm. 
Like, like uh, Damian Gase right. is yeah. Faust. And I fucking love that, but it's baseball. <laughs> and like, I oh, love I mean, West Side Story. I love, uh, I love those. Oh yeah, yeah, West Side Story. Just being Romeo and Juliet. I do like that. I did, yeah. But I always loved uh, the character that sings uh, America more than I like Maria's songs. Rita Morena in the movie. Also, West Side Story. Um, the movie is a great example of their weird mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah. they like, tried to like brown everybody up <laughs> but then some of the cast was like legitimately olive skinned or like latina or like whatever but they also were like well we got to do you too <laughs> and like there was like a special feature of a dvd of of west side story where they like talk about this on an interview and I haven't been able to find it online but I remember it because the guy who played Bernardo and Rita Morena Word. are uh, talking about it because the guy who played Bernardo was Greek yes Greeks they they got to play a lot of ethnics up until they let them play up uh, until they were allowed to be white people <laughs> exactly alright Greeks, so, Greeks, um, Greeks start Greeks end yeah Bunch of red scare beef nope. in the middle. That's a, that's a pinko kami sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it is a moussaka. It's a okay, it's a fine. pinko kami spanakopita. <laughs> a pinko kami red scare spinach. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh. I like I like spinach though. I feel like there's some uh, bastardized Slavic uh, well, imitation of a good Greek food. There you go. You I heard mean, because you're there's certainly like former Yugoslav <laughs> Greek crossover cuisine. I don't know. Yeah, but I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like how I'm Alexander the Great is from Macedonia. Now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Lord, on that note, the end of and here. how dare you? <laughs> And love you, Erdogan. And cut. And scene. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm fucking. He's the worst. All right. Let's get it.